We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches with former Chiefs reporter and insider B.J. Kissel, Super Bowl champion and former K-State All-American offensive lineman Nick Leckie, and KCSN producer Tucker Franklin. The latest headlines, stories, and rumors, plus a blind nail segment where nobody knows what's going to happen. The latest Outside the Trenches, presented by Five Farms Irish Cream, a holiday distillery favorite, starts now. Let's go to BJ Kissel. What's up, Cheese Kingdom? Welcome to this episode of Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liquor and Holiday Distillery. If you're heading out to the game on Saturday, Chiefs Jaguars AFC Divisional Round, it's going to be cold, it's going to be wet. And uh, take a little five farms with you. It'll make you feel better. Put a little hot chocolate, a little coffee. It'll take care of you. It'll always take care of you and do things right for you, just like we'll do here at Outside the Trenches. I'm BJ Kissel, joined as always by my guys, Nick Leckie, former K-State All-American and Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints, and Tucker Franklin, our content producer here at KC Sports Network. Nick, how goes it this week? It goes good. You want to hear my blind nail right off the get-go? Because it's going to be perfectly. You want to hear it? F it. Let's just go completely out of Let's do it. Let's plan. do it. Here we go. Why is a bias so important? Because players did you, can't get hurt. How did you feel this weekend mentally without having to watch Chiefs football? Oh, good. I felt, I felt great. That that little break for me was was nice as a nice little reset. I cannot imagine how nice it is for the players. If that's how it felt for me, as someone who just watches the games and someone who you know does content around the games, just it was nice to just sit back and watch other teams play football. I cannot imagine how mu- how it must feel for a player to get a bye week when you're going into the playoffs, when you're the top dog in your conference, and you get to you get to soak that in a little bit and also look at. Uh, you know, all these other teams take some pretty decent shots. The Bills got a good shot with Skyler Thompson and the Dolphins coming up just a little bit short. Bengals took a really good shot against the Ravens, too. Those two teams, you know, sk- skating by their opponents and the Chiefs, you know, getting to just kind of sit back and watch it all happen. And Nick, I want to ask you this question because anybody who's never played probably can't fully understand what a body goes through. I just remember all the Chiefs players joking with the young guys during training camp of like the first couple of days, like this is the best your body's going to feel for at least 
nine to 10 months. Like you're not going to feel good after you start. Like nobody's a hundred percent. So you go from week 18, your body's at, just give me a generic, like a uh, five and a half. You get the buy the chiefs going into this game. What does that buy raise that number to, to where like you physically are at like a six because you got the buy or is it like, does it jump more than that? And these arbitrary fake numbers were coming up. Well, what it does, man, it, it allows you just to, to take a break, to, to to step back, to step back and be a normal human being. And the advantage of, you know, Andy Reid so good come out of the bye just because he treats the players like men. And he's like, mm. go get out. Like, don't even watch football. Like, do whatever you want to do. Be a normal human being and take a, a mental, like, if it tells you anything about mental health, like, take a mental health break. Like, don't do shit. Like, don't do anything. And when you have, we did it in New Orleans, we had a buy and Sean was like, go get out of town, man. Like it's Monday, we have meetings, get out of town and just go exist and come back here, you know, Sunday night before. Uh, so we can have mon Monday meetings. And it's such yeah. a great, because you see, because what you guys, you guys said it, right? You get to see everyone take their best shots, you know, open, you get to see opening salvos. That's why the first week is of playoffs is crazy because now it's like people are in playoff mode with some wrinkles here and there. And then you get to see all that, you know, okay. They, they, they showed their cards. They're going to hold some back. Right. But then they show their cards and they beat each other up and you're sitting back, just chilling. But that's why buy is so important. Cause even as fans, we feel it, you know, yeah. we feel it as fans. I think it helped um, just selfishly. If somebody who loves watching football and obviously loves watching the chiefs, it probably helped that the AFC playoff games in the wild card were better than we expected them to be. Yeah. When Skylar Thompson and the dolphins had a chance, um, saw the Bengals go out there and neither one of those teams looked like world beaters. They didn't look fantastic. Where all of a sudden chiefs fans should feel worried about what an AFC championship game could look like if they don't play their best football. Um, but the AFC and just in general, most of those games were pretty good football games um, that, I didn't really expect. I did not expect the two AFC wildcard games to be good, uh, but all of them were pretty entertaining for one reason or another. Weren't they both divisional opponents, though? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was going to be crazy. And, and to me, that shows you the 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 power of, of divisional opponents is, yeah. you know, no matter how good or bad you are, you know each other so well. It's, yeah. like, it's always going to be a good matchup. You know, yeah, it that, always is. That goal line play where Logan Wilson knocked it out and like went Ugh. back the other way and scored the touchdown. Um, I was like driving on Ward Parkway down by the plaza and like watching on my phone, like swerving all over the place. It's like 10 o'clock. Like, I'm going to get pulled over. They're going to think I've been drinking. Uh, I'm just keep like, did you see this play? Like, this is the craziest thing you've ever seen. That's, um, like, the, that's like Belichick 101. Like don't extend and don't try yeah. to reach over. On the goal line, because nothing good can come with that. Like that's such Picture, a, then you see silly pictures move. of Patrick Mahomes doing it with one hand, right. <laughs> like the over the top thing. of his head, over yeah. another. Yeah. I think look that what was happened. Look what happened. In fairness, look what happened. he scored a touchdown. But I think, in fairness, it was fourth down on that play, and so yeah. like even if it gets mm. knocked out, it's it doesn't matter. Touchback or, or yeah. do or die. Yeah, guys, let's talk a little headlines for the Chiefs right now before we get into more of our blind nail. You're still going to get a blind nail, so you got to come up with another one. Okay, gotcha. Um, <laughs> but it's like a little headlines. I think the biggest headline for me, McCole Hardman. Yeah. Um, you know, we felt optimistic that going into week 18, he was going to get to play, and then we felt like okay, they're being cautious with him, and then they got the bye. Okay. He's going to be ready to go. And now that he hasn't practiced and they basically came out and said, like, it's not responding the way that we want it to. At this point, I don't know if we're going to see him at all 
uh, the rest of the year, which is kind of a bummer because early in this week, I was even saying like, I'm, we're finally going to get to see the chiefs offense at full strength for the first time. Uh, besides one game against the Titans where Kadarius Tony was with the team for like three days. That was it. And so Tucker, like how much do you think McCole not playing could affect um, the Chiefs' situation? I think it would worry me a little bit more if we hadn't seen Kadarius Tony come on as strong as he has. Um, I mean, he he has been playing better than I anticipated. I know when, when the trade happened, we had a live show, and basically we were saying, all right, like this trade makes sense for the future because the Chiefs don't have a lot of these wide receivers under contract. It makes sense for the future. Well, we don't know how much to expect because, you know, we saw the Chiefs go out and add uh, a Josh Gordon, for example, and not really see it translate all that much on the field and thinking, okay, they just really want him uh, for a body, get him in the system. And if we talk about this too with wide receivers, it's notorious that you have to spend half of your career learning the Andy Reid system before you get it. But he comes in and he scores a touchdown on his first play by hopping on one leg. Joshua Briscoe called it the Veggie Tales touchdown, which I thought was very funny. Um, <laughs> and then you see him adjust his gloves midair and try to catch a ball and, and do catch the ball. Then you see him make guys miss when he's getting routes out in the in the flood. And that's his like that's his first game, right? We've seen him do crazy stuff since then, where he bobbled it in kind of against I can't remember. I think that was the Raiders. He bobbled it, and then it was even the throwback too on the Arctic Circle play. He's getting involved in this offense, and I think I'd be a little bit more worried about this Chiefs offense if I haven't seen what I've seen from Kadarius Tony. But Kadarius Tony, man, I, I've just been so impressed by what he's been able to add to this offense. And shout out to Brett Veach and and company, everybody in that front office for having the foresight to make that move. They obviously didn't know McCole Harmon was going to get hurt, um, but to having the foresight to make that move for uh, which was probably for the future at the time, but have it. Uh, make out and, and benefit them in the short term is incredible. But I say all that to say um, it does. It, it's a very weird situation with McCall Hardman. Um, the, the language of it not responding is a very, very strange to me just because we've, we've gone from it being an abdominal injury to an abdominal illness to now a pelvis injury. So the injury itself has changed. The designation has changed in itself uh, as this time has gone along. And I do worry that maybe we've seen McCole Hardman play his last game in the Chiefs uniform. Um, this was a contract year for McCole Hardman. Uh, he only played in eight games. I think he's 250-ish yards. I don't think he quite made it to the 250 mark. But four touchdowns this year. He was well on his way to being probably the third best threat on this team before his injury. And if you probably would have asked me in week eight, I probably would have said, yeah, McCole Hardman's probably that, you know, one, you got Travis Kelsey, two, Juju, three, Probably McCole Hardman. That was obviously before Jarek McKinnon started playing like Jarek McKinnon has. But um, you, you look at that, Kadarius Tony has, has been able to step in and, and not miss a beat at all. He is. I, I think he's an upgrade, Like to be honest. I, I think he's McCole Hardman upgrade. I, he's got the speed. Um, I think, well, I'd say I, I give McCole got more speed. But damn, man. I mean, Kadarius Tony, he runs like um, Pacheco. Like yeah. he runs angry. You know, like he's like Juju. He gets some good yak, right? He gets some good yards after the catch. And I love watching. I love watching him catch the ball because he he wants to score and he wants to run through an arm tackle in the open field. And DBs are like, nah, I really don't want to tackle this guy head on. You know, it's like uh, I'm move. excited. I'm excited ball. to see what Andy Reid's got for him. Oh, yeah. Like what they've got dialed up. Some of the the misdirection, some of the end around, jet sweep, ghost action 
pass back screen plays, whatever they've got in their bag. We're going to see something in the playoffs that we haven't seen before. And it's going to involve Kadarius Tony because he's the most explosive player they got out there right now. Um, And I do think from a, I think McCall, maybe long stride could be faster, but athletically laterally Kadarius Tony is a more explosive athlete uh, in my opinion, from what we've seen um, kind of within space if there's, or excuse me, if there's like people around him kind of sorting through the trash and like maneuvering through it, um, Kadarius, Tony, Nick, to your point, like might not be as physical as Isaiah Pacheco, just like big and kind of running through those, but he damn near, he tries. Uh, and it's fun yeah. to watch cause you know, he's, he's trying. Um, so let's get into the blind nil guys. Uh, there's not a lot of other top headlines coming out. Frank Clark limited, uh, with the injuries, um, some of the other stuff, that has come out lately that doesn't have to do with on the field is going to come out in the blind mills, at least for mine. Um, but Tuck, let's start with you. Before I want to talk about blind. Mill, you know, I got to talk about my guys, my fellas, my boys at DraftKings Sportsbook. The, the NFL playoff action is ripping and roaring. It's, it's continuing and we're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Listen, I do love the same-game parlays. You can add the alternate lines. You can I like to do ones that has like the lowest lines and just stack a bunch of them up. You get a bunch of legs in there. You get a bunch of boost. You feel like you got a shot because they're all little numbers and you're betting the over on all of them. I love to do that one. That's my little lottery ticket. I like to do on the listen that app. That DraftKings Sportsbook app is incredible, great, user friendly, easy to do all of the uh, the same game parlays. So here's what you got to do: you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet just five dollars on the NFL divisional round and get two hundred and free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, fellas. My blind nil kind of has to do is kind of piggybacking off of the McCole Hardman, the injury news kind of in general. That's really the only news that we've had kind of coming out of these press conferences is injury news. You also have uh, you got Clyde Bridgewater practicing. You got Jody Ford some practicing. Both of those guys uh, practice windows are activated. Talk about McCole Hardman. He is active on the roster. Out of those three guys that I mentioned, Clyde Bridgewater, McCole Hardman, Jody Fordson. Who do you want to see on the field more? You already know. I already know what Nick's going to say. I'm going to say the same thing. Go ahead. Okay. Can I can I rephrase my question then? Since sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to rephrase it anyway. Who do you think has Who do you think has the bigger impact on the offense? Ceh, Jody, and who? McColl. McColl. Well, a a healthy McColl. Uh, has a bigger yeah. impact on the offense. Like it has a much bigger impact in office. But Jody High Roller definitely gives you that that third big body tie, fourth big body tight end. If you want to play four, fourteen personnel, know? baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy smokes, <laughs> that'd be sick. Think of the matchup for for that. And you got you yeah. know four big body tight ends out there. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, but to me, Fort's gonna be that dark horse. As you know, I, I like I've liked him. You know, all season. And just like I said, you can just clean up and get trash or run the decoy routes, uh, big body blocking out there, special teams. Yeah, I think Ford's going to have the, like, the, the low-key impact. McCall has the high-key impact. Like the, hmm. 
Unfortunately, I agree with what Nick said. If I had to choose between any of those three guys, who would I want on the field or active? I'd want McCole Hardman um, active on the field, but you take McCole out of it. I think Jody Fortson, um, whether it's the, you know, just big body, again, different skill set than Noah Gray. So they're not apples to apples as far as like, you know, running 12 personnel with Kelsey and Noah Gray compared to Kelsey and Jody Fortson with the chipping, the, just the size that he can bring in the, the mismatch inside the red zone. Um, but I think Jody Fortson could could give you a couple of big plays, big catches, and some key moments that you're going to need to win. Um, but yeah, McColl, healthy McColl on this team, I don't, I would say drastically improves the offense, but I think it definitely opens up things that Andy Reid wants to do schematically and opens up sections of his playbook that he can't do if he doesn't have the right skill set for the guys to run those plays. All right, I think- hey. Hey, Tuck, I'll flip it back to you. Okay. You only have one pick. You have to choose one person of those three. Who would you pick? And it's the guy I think that answers all three of these questions for me is Jody Fortson. I think that the way that they use Jody Fortson in 13 personnel and the versatility that Jody Fortson brings in that 13 personnel. Listen, listen, he was running jet sweep motion on a play. Yeah, Jody Fortson running jet sweep motion. Yeah, there's no, he's not the same threat as like a Kadarius Tony. But to have a tight end in at that point and be able to run that motion with him and get open on a little, I think it was, I think it was a wheel ended up being, but uh, the type of route that he gets open just deep down the field, you forget about him uh, sometimes. And that's how Jody Fortson is so dangerous in the red zone. He's so uh, versatile in, in what he can do. Um, and, and not not a knock on McCall Harmon or anything, but I just think that he gives a little bit more in the in those 12, 13 personnels than what Blake Bell would. Um, and I think that having him in there is is a little spicy. And this is what we're going to leave people if we take a quick break here, and we'll be right back with more Blind Nils after this. But can you imagine if it's Clyde Edwards? Can you imagine social media if Clyde Edwards Elaire gets activated and he takes somebody's spot on game day? You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back to Outside the Trenches. I'm BJ with Nick and Tucker. As always, just finished up Tucker's Blind Mill, and now it's time for Nick's. Nick, what do you have for us this fine evening? So as we're able to, to sit back and sort of let everything kind of happen without any worry this weekend as Chiefs fans, what was your biggest playoff surprise? Mm. Watch, I mean, just what a fantastic slate of games. You know, able to see, you know, some upsets. Able to see some, I've got some one. fun games. Go ahead. It, it's different. It's not a team one, but my biggest surprise, the storyline coming out of Miami's playoff game wasn't that Skylar Thompson didn't do enough. It's that everyone around Skylar Thompson let him down and that Mike McDaniel and the play calling and the vape gate and what the hell he was doing on the sideline and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle dropping passes. And it's like going into that game, he thought they were going to lose. It was going to be like, well, nobody expected Skylar Thompson to go on the road to Buffalo in that environment and win a football game. And he did everything he could um, not saying he played great, but he did enough that, the storyline didn't become Skyler wasn't enough or if Tua hadn't been there. It, it was if Mike McDaniel could get the damn play calls in, not just at the end of the game, but throughout the game and get him comfortable. And if Tyreek and Jalen Waddle hadn't dropped passes, that was my biggest thing coming out of that game is like, as a K state fan, somebody wants to root for Skyler is like, frick man, like this isn't on him. Like this is not about him coming out of this. And it's not even like a top three storyline coming out of that game. You got vape gate. <laughs> That's so that that game was wild, by the way. Um, just you know, Josh Allen just slinging that thing around, no matter where it was going. He was he was he's chucking that thing. Um, didn't matter who was catching it. And then the the forced fumble for a touchdown was was just an experience in itself. Um, that game was wild. I think kind of the biggest thing for me. Um, I'm gonna kind of go with with BJ's kind of train of thought here with with just like a a, a particular storyline was kind of just the the flip of a coin that changed the absolute pivot on a dime of Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence just the the lowest of lows, throwing four interceptions in the first half to leading a 27-point or so comeback against a, a playoff Chargers team, which, listen, that Chargers team is not bad. Uh, they may have some incompetency on the sidelines going on over there, but they've got talent on that team. Uh, if you have a 27 point lead, you should be able to hold it. Um, I just, I was, t- I was kind of taken aback by Trevor Lawrence. I, I'm a, wouldn't say I'm a Trevor Lawrence hater. Um, I don't, wouldn't say I'm a Trevor Lawrence truther. I'm somewhere in the middle <laughs> on Trevor Lawrence, but like that just was like one of those things where I was just like, man, you saw the best of the best of what Trevor Lawrence can be, and you also saw the worst of the worst of what Trevor Lawrence. Somebody, can be. I heard a comparison. It may have been Brett Coleman that said this: that Trevor <laughs> Lawrence is what Josh Allen was early in his career. He's a really talented, yeah. good athlete, made some really stupid mistakes, but has all the tools and you see enough of the playmaking. You're like, man, if he just cleans some stuff up, like this could be really good. And I can't get that out of my head. I, w- I was more impressed with the skill position guys. I've talked about that on every show yeah. this week yeah. that Christian Kirk, what those guys do with the ball in their hands. It wasn't 
Trevor Lawrence making these crazy on a dime throws in these tight windows. It was throw a quick route and let those guys do some work with the balls in their hands. Shout out to the Jags, though, man. They got absolutely eviscerated yeah. on Twitter for spending money on those guys that just let them win a playoff yeah. game after having the number one pick. So, I mean, um, do your thing. Uh, let it all hang out there. I mean, uh, shout out to Jags. Doug Peters. <laughs> Can't knock them. I like Nick, that. what about you? Well, t- to me, I-, I think that the best thing for-, for the Cowboys was to lose that Week 18 game to the Commanders. Mm. I, mm. Think, I think if you go back in time – and if if they win that game, they're losing this round, you know. Yeah. Right. And and I I so to me that was like the biggest, not really the biggest surprise. That was someone like, damn, like they're like I think they're the dark horse, you know, because yeah. when no one talks about Dallas, they're like KU. When no one talks about them, that's when they win, right? But mm-hmm. when they're heaped on this this load of like you know they they should go back to their Troikman ways, uh, yeah, it, it's it's not. Uh, I also think honestly. We need to get rid of the you get to host a playoff game if you win your division. Just do it by straight record, is what you're saying? And well, like listen, you win your division, you make the playoffs. But then yeah. the seeding should go win loss. Because why why does Jacksonville because they, they play in the crappy AFC South, you know, well, in Tampa. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like what wh- why should why should the Chargers have to not not get home field versus Jacksonville? Dan Campbell was on the Manning cast, and I think Eli Manning asked him a question of like, does it annoy you that you were nine and eight and you didn't make the playoffs? And Tampa Bay was eight and nine and they're hosting a playoff game right now. Does that does that annoy you? And he's like, Yeah, I mean it does. Um yeah. so it's 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 for sure interesting. It really is. But yeah, no, that like my my biggest surprise was, was the Chargers blowing it. Like that to me, I thought yeah. they were just gonna steamroll them. Like the first half. I thought that was just they were gonna win sixty four to nothing. Or whatever and it's crazy crazy me that we didn't talk in this context about the Bengals play and the goal line because that's one of the craziest yeah. plays and playoffs and we didn't mention former iowa state standout mr irrelevant and interviewee of kc sports network at the east west shrine bowl last year no not skylar thompson although we talked to him too brock purdy going 332 yards three touchdowns through the air one touchdown on the ground as a guy just to step up, Tucker, you and I talked to Brock Purdy after that yeah. interview, and he was just a cool dude of just being like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not a big dude. I know that. We'll see what happens in the NFL. I don't even know if I'm going to get a shot. He's fucking winning games in the playoffs. That was one of the experiences that I had with, with Brock Purdy when he was very realistic with his NFL He's like, yeah. he's like, I'm I don't crazy. get that. He's like, I probably won't be. I remember he's just like, I probably won't be very good. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try <laughs> this out. And it's just like, yeah, I like, I remember texting my buddies and being like, because you know, I got some I got Nebraska fans, like Oklahoma fans, and Mizzou fans, obviously, Kansas fans in the in my group chat with my buddies. And I was, and they all, you know, didn't really, they were huge fans of Brock Purdy and his time at Iowa State. And I said, boys we'd be friends with this Brock Purdy guy. Uh, and that's, and I, I remember texting them that and they're like, Oh, you gotta be kidding. I was like, no, he's a cool dude. And so it's cool to see him, you know, a good, it's good to see good things happen to good people. Right. And he was just one of those guys who's just like, he's just a total. You can just tell he was like a normal dude. And yeah. when you hear stories about like players, not being like security at stadiums, not thinking they're a player and like not letting him in and they find out later, it's like the best player. That's going to be Brock Purdy because he's like 5'11". He's like 185 pounds. He's not a big dude at all. No, he's not. And so when we were talking to him, like, Tucker, I'll remember two things from the Shrine Bowl interview. Probably three now because of Pacheco. 
because uh, we interviewed him. But I remember you and Jelani Woods just becoming BFFs right off the bat. You had him rolling. Dog um, right there. <laughs> that dude, he had a great, just, season. Had a great season. And then Brock Purdy just being like, I don't know if I'm going to get a shot. Like, I don't know if somebody's <laughs> going to get taken. I don't know if I'll get, maybe I'll get a camp invite, maybe get a chance somewhere. He knew he's he just so normal there. about it. And he's like, I know I'm not a dude. Like, you guys want to talk to me? It's like, yeah, sit down, sit in the fucking chair. He might have been like the you. first or second interview we had too. Like that's the thing is that like I think yeah. he was we were still working out the kinks of our setup and everything, and he was <laughs> yeah. he was maybe three or four that that came patiently down waiting, just patiently waiting because he has nowhere else to go. Yeah, <laughs> like nobody else is <laughs> asking to interview me. Hey, we'll hey. just hang out here. Plus, it was a cool spot. Like we were in a cool, cool little area, it was kind of secluded away from everybody. So he's just hanging out with some Midwestern dudes, uh, talking a little ball. Vibe. If I would have knew all these Nick uh -huh. Saban stories, I would ask him about all those. I know. Really that's dig into that stuff. That's so crazy. Another thing with the 49ers is they've got a they've got a choice to make now. I mean, and you didn't really think when Brock Purdy was coming in that they're gonna have to make a choice between him and Trey Lance. But do they have to? I had this conversation earlier because Trey Lance is under his rookie contract still. They don't have to do anything with him, bring him back. But it's definitely like an open competition. It's not Trey Lance's job anymore. I don't. I don't think you can say that. Well, he pipped twice in one show. <laughs> Two. He's, yeah, he did it twice, actually, with Jimmy Garoppolo, too, because people were convinced it was Jimmy Garoppolo's team after a little bit, and now Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. And, you know, I think that's just a testament to how good that system is, um, the uh, the uh, Kyle Shanahan offense. But, yeah, I that's that's the thing that I, I thought was kind of funny. Like, do we need to talk about Brock Purdy being the quarterback uh, for the future? I was like, no. And then it's getting to the point where, you know what? Maybe we need to start having a conversation. Start is, the dialogue. Before no, we move no, on, last I'm one. saying I'm raining in your praise. Absolutely not. No Brock Purdy. No. But what has Trey Lance showed you to make him think he's better than Brock Purdy? Who would you rather have week one? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Based off of, based <laughs> off of how, how much, how many stats? A playoff win. He Versus won. a shitty opponent. A divisional opponent. Trey Lance has more tools. Brock Purdy's shown that he can win. This is like the conversation until the end <laughs> yeah. of time. This is this, this is, is literally Jimmy Garoppolo all the time. Lance again. <laughs> you got a toolsy. You have a toolsy starter on a mediocre team. Every yeah. fan base is hoping for like, don't give me the cool, give me the guy who can go out and win a football game. Like every fan base has that discussion that's in quarterback purgatory. Chiefs aren't in that position anymore thank goodness we've had that they, conversation a lot they are not uh, remember clamoring for kyle which, orton remember that vividly but, tucker I wasn't mean, born yet hang on yes i was you were like six i i, I, just, I just don't think brock Purdy had stats until they were up big like that, that that's my thing i mean it was a close game of half and then you hate brock Purdy. No, I'm just I'm, I don't get on I don't get on hype trains it, until you see a full season because this is Matt Flynn. You oh, had us picking Matt Jody Fortson in the sixth round of fantasy football drafts. Yeah. Don't tell me you don't get and on he hype got trains. Hurt. He got hurt. What hype train was that? That was me watching the film and seeing this guy's this guy's a baller and and seeing his little thing where he's shoving dudes at practice because he trying to make an impact, man. Travis he's Kelsey goes in the fifth round. Jody Fortson in the sixth. I don't, I don't get this dude. I that said he'd have four touchdowns, and the season's still still going on, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I said George Karloftis would break DT's record, and I'm looping in postseason sacks, so you oh. never know. You guys, 
before we move on to the final blind nail, one thing we haven't talked about as far as like the wildcard rounds that hasn't surprised anybody was the Vikings losing. Was any, were you guys surprised? I would have picked the giants. I thought the giants were going to win that. I thought they were a better team. Nick, were you surprised that the Vikings lost to the giants? Are you serious? Last week I said I mean, they're, yeah. a, they're a 19 in, in blackjack. They're an ace and an eight, but they're really just a nine. Oh, oh. that's pretty good. It's, it's hey, a good analogy. Run it back. I like it. Run it's it a back. Great analogy. Last, week, last week I said that 100%. A 100%. House of cards. I mean, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, I mean well, no, 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 no. Because not a house of cards. They're actually good. But they, 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 they could be really good. You know, they, I mean, they yeah. really could be but they're not. And that was who they are. That's who they've been this season. And I don't know how the hell they've won. They had a week schedule or something. Played at noon. Um, yeah. They basically yeah. no pressure. Kirk Cousins is only good at noon. So yeah, it did not surprise me at all. Kirk Cousins, everybody tried to paint him into something that he wasn't. And then he showed you exactly what everybody else thought Kirk Cousins was that when you're at fourth and 12, he's going to throw a three yard out. Yeah, that was that, insane. That was nuts. <laughs> What's the worst? This and it's like afterwards he just looked and he was like, "I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I just that's did that." That's his habit. That's his habit. That's his out. Yeah, that's his out. Is 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 to no is to 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 not call it. But he's uh, Iowa's offense through and through this year. All right. We're gonna take another quick break and then we've got our final blind nail segment and then we're gonna get predictions for this week. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back to Outside the Trenches. We've got one more blind nil segment, and then we'll get into our predictions. Final blind nil segment is mine. And guys, we talked a little bit before we started recording. It uh, reminded me of the the storyline going on in Jacksonville the big talk down there. I just got done talking with some Jags fans for their podcast. And the big storyline this week has been not what's happening on the field, but where Trevor Lawrence went to eat after their wild card win and come back against the charges. He went to waffle house, which I think is freaking amazing. And then it led to everybody talking about it, including Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey on new Heights saying waffle house is a diner, which sent the internet, uh, into a storm. And first I want to get your guys' thoughts. Nick is a former player, former offensive lineman. You guys, you're down 27, nothing. You come back, you win a big game. And then either you're there or you find out the next day that your quarterback, your long blonde haired, beautiful quarterback went to waffle house to celebrate. How do you feel about that? I like that because, you know, he's coming from Clemson. You know, he's been a 12-star recruit his whole life. He's He's been that dude, you know, his whole life. And, he, you know, he talks like a, a California vegan surfer, right? Um, he's the chosen one. The, right? Always. He's anointed or whatever. And and to me, I was like, that's cool. I didn't know he had that gulliness within him. So, like, I, I love anybody who's down with Waffle House. And um, it, to me, I grew up on that shit. Like that was our late night yeah. spot in Grapevine. Like you got a Waffle House. I mean, I've been going to Waffle House so long. I remember when they had a little section of the menu was all you can eat. Mm. Like I, I am that I am that true and true to Waffle House that they used to have an all you can eat menu. And it was like, you know, they get the, the menu card and it was like this little like little like section, little section. And it was all you can eat. And it was like 
waffles, cheeseburgers, and hash browns. And it was amazing. It was, it was the best, the best deal on the planet. And they took it away because they could, people were, were scamming it. Right. But wow. look, everything good happens at Waffle House. Yeah. Late night fights. Um, they're the, the, the hurricane uh, predictor because they're the last to close, first to open mm-hmm. uh, in hurricane <laughs> places. And it's like yeah. this beacon of like 1970s dining. You want to go have a good conversation with just random strangers? Like you go to Waffle House. Like it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Went last few Waffle House experiences I had were down at the Senior Bowl when we went down there. We'd get about three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. I'd be with Matt Miller, and we'd stumble into Waffle House out of you know Veets, and we go get some grub. It's awesome. What's your order? What's your order? What's your order? Oh, I don't remember. Like just hash smothered hash browns just everything a little bit of everything you're not doing the tiktok sandwich are you <laughs> do you see that there's so much news is. of waffles right now i guess people are, are getting two waffles and they're making like a sandwich tucker you would know more i i don't look it up because i just see something tiktok and i don't click on it so what what is it exactly i i haven't seen i i've i've heard of people doing this before but i haven't seen it on tiktok where you just basically uh Basically, order a bunch of breakfast food and put it in between two waffles. And eat it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I mean, it's it's perfect. I would eat it and I would do it. And maybe if we do go to Waffle House in Vegas, I will do it. Uh, but like, Waffle House is incredible, and I love it. And uh, Tara is not a fan of Waffle House. Just not because of the food, because of the environment. Sometimes she says it's a little scary. Sometimes, which it is. But that's a part of the fun. <laughs> you might have to duck a couple chairs, but that's what you get going in there. You sign a waiver before you walk in there. You know, you know, you're about to enter the Thunderdome when you go to Waffle House late night. You know, I'm, I much prefer Waffle House to IHOP. Um, 100. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Denny's or anything. Yeah, I, I don't. I, Waffle House is one of those places where you're always welcome at Waffle House. That's correct. Um, they've, all, they've always got a seat at their table for you at Waffle House. Yeah, like Bob's Diner back in Manhattan, Nick. You oh, had I love Waffle that House. That's my wife and I had our first date. Did you really? Nice. Ours was at Whiskey Creek, Megan and I, and they're in Manhattan. Oh, that dates yeah. us. It does. But, all right, so we now we got our takes of Trevor Lawrence. I think we all agree that it's pretty awesome it's that pretty he went dope, there. Yeah. You right now... Late at night, you're going to celebrate. If it's not a Waffle House, you're in Kansas City, uh, kind of off the beaten path. Where are you going? Where are you taking? Not a lot of people, but your small little crew. Say you got five or six people with you. Where are you going? That's off the beaten path. And don't say like Johnny's, like some popular bar that we all. I'm going to PNL. No, somewhere off the beaten path. Off the beat. What time is it? Like, what time of day is it? Like after bars. Yes, it's eight. It's one o'clock. Bars are open. One a.m. I think it has to be someplace that that obviously is open late. Um, and my first that- thought, my first, great groundbreaking analysis by me. <laughs> uh, my my first I'm trying to think thought, of something funny to say, and I couldn't. Um, town topic because town topic's always open. Um, and that's a nice. Nice burger place. You get a get a greasy burger. It's always one of those places too. Um, I've had a couple nights where go to Up Down, hang out with the boys, and say, you know what, we're hungry a little bit. Let's just walk up the street and go to Town mm. Topic and get some burgers, some nice greasy burgers. 
Can't beat it. And I think that's probably where I'd go because also local KC joint makes you feel good. Support a small business. That makes you feel good because that's always what I'm thinking about when I've had a couple, two or three brewskis um, supporting small businesses. But that's probably the first place that came to my mind. I'll think on it a little bit more. Yeah, Being drunk downtown and going to Tom Topic is just like a rite of passage as Kansas yeah. City. Like is everybody's there any other option. Is there any other option? Like I, I spent the longest time with my buddies late and I didn't know we couldn't go anywhere else. Was was not open. It was not town topic. Because it's, like it's a sack of cheeseburgers and just eat it, eat it back in the Uber home. My spot, you guys probably haven't even heard of, and they have food, but they have like bags of chips that you buy that you can get at like Costco. Uh-huh. They don't really have. A, they don't serve food, but it's a bar downtown. It's called Zoo Bar. If you haven't been there, mm. nice little dive bar, nice little spot. That uh, me and some buds, um, we know what it means. And it's like, hey, we're going out. We're going to the spot. We're going to Zoo Bar. Yeah. Really? I'd like to get Foo Bar at Zoo Bar. Is that a thing? Can we, can we do that? <laughs> they don't even have no. like, food. They just said, like, you can buy a bag of chips and it's like the little Fritos. Like, How is that a late night spot? What are you doing? How is that drinking? When you're, oh, you're drinking. I thought you meant after you're done drinking. It could be either. That's just my spot. I'm going to go take people at one o'clock in the morning. Really? Yeah. That's hardcore degeneracy, BJ. I like that. I just, just you. kicked you up a notch in my book. That's <laughs> awesome. You. I thought, see, I thought we were doing food. You know, honestly, Argosy Casino. Oh. I'm just joking. I've I'll go wait there. in line at Whataburger for 97 minutes. Dude, it's ridiculous how long it takes. I love it's it, but it's so takes the opposite too long. of Chick fil A. <laughs> I see two cars in a Whataburger drive-thru. I'm like, oh shit, it was going to take two hours. <laughs> the logistics people at Chick-fil-A to be hired at Whataburger, uh, and life life would change for everyone. I, you know what's funny? I, I can't think of a late night spot and I'm mildly embarrassed. Like I really can't. There, What's the 24-hour Mexican place off the plaza in Westport? You go north on the uh, north side, on the east end of the plaza, and then you go up to Westport. And there's a, like a 24-hour Mexican spot. You're talking about the Taco Bell Cantina? Honchos. Don't be like that, Tucker. I would not mention Demolition Man food winner. <laughs> we went there in Vegas. Ponchos. Ponchos? Poncho? Sancho's? I, I think Ponchos sounds correct. Yeah, we're gonna get eviscerated in the comment section. Yeah, we will. Like, how do you not know this? Another another this one I thought of Kansas City kid. When in Westport, you go you're at Kelly's, you just mosey on back to the end there. You got the guy's deli back there now. And listen, I've I've been to the tin roof over there and I will stumble because they got the they've got the window on the outside that you can go to and I'll stumble around and because I like to try to get out of Westport before I like get an Uber, right? I like to I like to Smart. walk around and want, wander around a little bit and then try to figure out where I am. Um, but I'll grab a slice or two of pizza, and then uh, and then just on the walk once yeah. I'm done with my pizza, I know it's time to go. Home. Hey, I want to. I want to see. There's the a couple spots. Yeah, like there's a couple spots where you grab pizza like inside the bar. That's how I feel about Uptown. Yeah, Uptown. Like, like before that. I go yep. before I go grab a like Town Topic burger. Like oh, I'm gonna go grab a slice. I'm gonna go grab a slice. It's giant. It's huge. I've housed like a couple of them, just like sitting back there watching people ski ball. Just yep. You get a cheeseburger, then go to town, or I'm sorry, you get a pizza, then you go to Town Topic for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. See, that's amazing. That I I could I could be easily down with that. But yeah, I don't know. I want to hear I want to hear your comments uh, from everyone listening to this. Is where's the late night spots in KC? Mm. I can't. I'm that old. Where I'm like, it's 11:30. We should be getting home right now. 
I've been drinking yeah. since five. You just shift, you just shift your drinking window, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, when you, when you're younger, you know, you, you drink later cause you start later. And then when you're older, you start earlier cause you know, the benefits. Yeah. I never understood like, why are people here at like five o'clock drinking? Like nobody goes out till later. And now it's like, this is the greatest thing ever. There's nobody here. <laughs> I can get a drink whenever I want. It's quiet. They can tell them to turn the TV on or whatever. Like old man. I like that. And my kids are getting up at six o'clock in the morning, regardless of whether I was no out the night before, whether it's a Tuesday or a Saturday morning, they don't care. They don't care. They said getting screw schedule. Couldn't be Apparently. me. That's a good blind nil is that late night spot, man. That's the Waffle House is classic. It is. Waffle. Like that's, yeah. I mean, that was Manhattan. Like was it K-State? It was Gumby's because we just stopped by there on the way home. Cause we'd yeah, walk yeah. right past it, leaving Aggieville because everybody yeah. would park at our house. I love because we lived across the street from Aggieville. So we would have like 15 cars on our parking lot because everybody would drive to our house. We'd hang out for a little bit and then we'd walk over to the bars. And then afterwards we'd walk back. Somebody would stop, grab a couple pizzas and then people would hang out and then they'd go home. Get a big ass pokey sticks with pepperoni on it. Ooh, I might drive to Columbia tonight. Shuttle, seven, seven, six, five, five, seven, seven. We uh we had a spot in in Maryville at Northwest Missouri State called Senior Burrito. It was like a Chipotle knockoff, uh, but the best part about Senior Burrito was it closed at like we it closed at like seven, but it would reopen at midnight, um, oh, yeah. because it would reopen from midnight to three because they knew that they were hitting that hitting that late crowd. Um, I love the self awareness of it of like yeah we're opening for you guys drunk to stumble in here. Nick, how upset are you about? And it wasn't open when we were in college but it opened like right afterwards about the donut shop that's open after the bars close in manhattan in aggieville There's i'm not donut- i'm not a donut person like I, okay. I don't like i like them don't get i love apple fritter and long john and uh with the variant cream and the powdered donut with jelly oh, yeah. but <laughs> i'd rather waste but not a donut guy at all <laughs> give I'm me a seven really fancy freaking donuts badass don't get it twisted you know but i can't you know i gotta save my calories you know i gotta i gotta deal out the calories you know i can't just be just uh, a pizza on the way to get 10 cheeseburgers <laughs> like so one of my let's go hard i love it one of my favorite stories to tell this is the last thing we'll wrap this show up but one of my favorite stories to tell of megan and i's wedding because we got married in manhattan and we had obviously went to school there we moved away we were living in san diego at the time and then we came back got married in manhattan so it was a few years later they opened up this donut place uh but after our wedding we had talked about like we don't want to just like we were exhausted and it's like you want to go back to the hotel and just go to sleep like we went out because all of our friends had traveled all over the country they were all in town they were all going out it's like we're not going to get all these people back together again like we want to go out to aggieville so we were in aggieville she was in her wedding dress and like i was in my tux and like we were going out like hanging out then we went before the end of the night my sister came to pick us up at like three o'clock in the morning we told her to come to the donut place we were with just wasted college students waiting in line She's in a wedding dress in this donut shop and the two drunk dudes in front of us just like slurring. We're just having a great time. And the dude just turns around and just kind of looks at her, just kind of looks at her wedding dress. And he goes, nice. (laughs) (laughs) He was just like, perfect. We're in the same spot. So it was a a good time. But I hope you didn't pay for shit in a wedding dress. I hope you didn't pay for nothing. I hope you get drinks for all night. I don't remember. At that point, like, didn't care about much. So, good old time. But I do remember being supremely jealous that uh, that spot was open because I would have hit that up quite a bit. A little less pizza, a little more donuts. So, (laughs) still not great. Cheeseburger at Chance. 
Rusty's. Yeah. There's a lot of Arby's. That was right there on the way home. Ate a lot of Arby's. I love Arby's. Five for five. I don't think they have it anymore. It's like they don't two, do it anymore. Two for five now. <laughs> yeah. It was like five for five dollars, and then it was five for five fifty-five, and then it became five for five ninety-five, and then it was like five for fourteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we're losing money. They actually tried to convince my roommate once when he ordered. He ordered two five for fives and he just got all sandwiches and the manager actually told him, he's like, you have to get a drink with one of these. And he's like, no, I don't, I can do whatever I want with those five. And he's like, but we're losing so much money. Like you need to get a drink with one of your five things. I like that. That's yeah. You can't do that. Just holes That's in the Josh. menu. You got to find them. All right. Final thoughts, Nick chiefs, Jags Saturday prediction, final thought going into this game. See, I'm, 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 I've got this AFC South thing that, that the Chiefs have this AFC South sort of, you know, kryptonite. And, and I'm curious if that's going to continue or, or if now that, you know, they kind of beat the Chargers, that now they're on notice. Right now you're like, okay, now you have my full attention. And I don't think during the season they had their full attention because everyone's like, this is the Jags of Urban Meyer and, and beyond. And it's like, no, nah, man, this team can come up and sting you if you let them. So yeah, so I'm, I, I'm not, I'm confident-ish, so not that confident. But it's gonna be okay. a battle. It'll be a good battle because Jacksonville coming here with with some enthusiasm and some hope. Yeah, Duck. Chiefs win. Jags cover. Um, Chiefs have scored uh, the first touchdown in each of the last six home games, by the way. Uh, stat from DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you are alive, better. And the Chiefs get the ball first. Put it on the touchdown. Uh, they've also won 10 of their last 11 games. Chiefs have been on a good little run here, and the Jaguars have covered the spread in five of their last six games. So Chiefs win, Jags cover. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I'm less confident than I was before I talked to Brett Coleman earlier, and Brett's getting a lot of crap on social media because he came out and said schematically what he saw in the last game and that the Jags had a pretty good plan. Uh, I'm a little worried that Jags kind of playing with house money right now and that Doug Peterson can kind of empty the bag. I mean, we saw an onside kick to open things up last time we played. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of fourth down going forward on fourth down. I think Steve Spagnuolo's fourth down, fourth down call sheet needs to have some extra plays on it. I think they're going to be doing a lot of those. I don't think that Jacksonville is going to settle for field goals. They're going to be going for touchdowns. They're going to be playing loose. Um, we'll see what kind of the weather, we'll see what kind of variable that brings into yeah. this equation because it's that in-between. It needs to be like sleeting. So it's like a low of 26, a high of 37 with 70% chance of precipitation. So who knows what that's going to look like, whether it actually is snow when it comes down or if it's that like wet rain crap. Oh, it's miserable. It's the worst. It's the worst going to the game. So make sure you dress dry as much as you're worried about dressing warm for this one. Cause once you get wet, it's over. But mm -hmm. um, I just have a hard time believing a Jags defense that is a solid defense, but doesn't have a premium elite edge rusher. Trevon Walker is a good player. Uh, Josh Allen, good player. They're not Vaughn Miller. They're not Max Crosby. They're not Khalil Mack. They're not on that level. I have a hard time believing if you can't get after him and the weakness of your defense are your defensive backs, which already kind of got picked apart a little bit by Patrick Mahomes last time. I have a hard time picking against the Chiefs when you can't get that much pressure unless you blitz, and we know what happens if you blitz, and your defensive backs can't lock down anyone. So 
I just don't think the Jags are going to be able to keep up. And I do think Trevor Lawrence can be rattled. I think we've seen it before. You get a little pressure on him. I think he's going to fold. Came back in the last game. But again, I was more impressed with the guys around him making plays in the second half of that game than he was creating and making things happen. I could eat my words on that. Just what I saw when watching through it, but obviously did enough to help him win the game. I am worried a little bit about his legs. He's a much better athlete if he gets out and runs. That's where the Chiefs get a little bit of trouble. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to, I definitely take the over. They're hammering one thing. I don't know about the line because I think if the Chiefs are on. They're going to score so many points that they could cover just by sheer number of points they put up. But that line of 53 points, I think they're going to get the over on that. Even with the weather, I think this is going to be a high scoring. I think the Chiefs get at least 35 points in this game. Cold and sleeting, and you still take the over 53? Yep. So you're thinking 42 to 17 tap action? Yep. 42, 24, 42, 21, something like that. 42, 20. Something. If the sure. Chiefs are on, like I think they will be. We've only seen the Chiefs come out and play offensively like on fire a couple of times. And if they do that in this game, it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch. You know what uh, I've been doing recently is I've been doing the same game parlays with the alternate spreads, and I've been betting the lowest over and the highest under. So the game falls in between. That would be over 41 and under 66. So if it falls somewhere between there, you win. Um, That's cool. yeah, I had I I was two and zero on Sunday, zero and two on Saturday. Um, you're in yeah. the, you're in the throes of it, Tucker. You're in the you're in the in the, the belly of the beast doing that kind of bet. That that's that's uh, nobody that's nobody, action play. Nobody's more stressed on a five dollar parlay than that thirty dollars than Tucker. It's true, man. Just gotta hit one. Just gotta hit one. It's Nick, it, I wish you would have been there for the game. It was the Chargers game because it was one that I was all fired up about. And this dude was so stressed out about his $5 parlay. I looked at him and I go, I will give you $10 to show. No, 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 but I don't it, care it wouldn't be an honest win. It'd be an honest win. I got buddies like that. They need action to do it, you know, to watch. It's like Michael Jordan. It's like, why do you want my $5? Because I want your money in my pocket. <laughs> I, I, I told you. you that my, story? My, no, I, I, I told you my father will play with him in a golf, in a golf tourney, like this black and beach thingy. And he went first hole. He's like, all right, let's bet all four of them, right? And like, how much you want to bet? He's like, whatever makes you uncomfortable. You know, that's it. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, all right. That's all we've got for this episode of Outside the Trenches. Appreciate you all for hanging out. We'll have plenty more content getting you ready for Chiefs and Jags on Saturday afternoon. If you are headed out to Arrowhead, make sure, again, you stay dry because it is not a game you're going to want to get out there and get wet and then stay out there in the cold. It's going to be kind of brutal in that way, but uh, appreciate your supporting us here at KC Sports Network and hanging out with us. Tucker, take us home. See you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.